Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A group of clinicians working in the area of childhood trauma have written an open letter to the Children's Minister, Roderick O'Gorman. The intention of the letter is to seek to reframe the scheme that we heard about last week in relation to the mother and baby homes and, and the redress scheme for them. Uh, survivors, of course, and we heard from them last week, expressing disappointment at certain elements of the scheme announced by the government, many pointing out that the length of time that they spent in an institution was irrelevant, whether it was one day or one year or five years. They were still separated from their mothers or their babies as the case may be against their will without their full consensual knowledge children being adopted obviously we knew on a large scale uh, to the uh, US in particular but also boarded out or sent on to industrial schools you know, we're, we're familiar with so many of the very harrowing stories and testimonies um, of both the mothers and the children who were in those institutions you know, a lifetime of separation anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, other, you know, mental health issues, addiction issues, you know, and then also just not having access to their birth records or not knowing where their child was or not knowing who their mother was and how to get in touch. But uh, a letter being sent, as we say, by a group of clinicians working in the area of childhood trauma. Uh, to speak about it, I'm joined on the line now by Dr. Sarah O'Byrne, who is the principal uh, psychologist and CEO of the Treehouse Practice. Sarah, you're one of the uh, people who's put your name to this letter. You might tell us why you felt the need uh, to actually get together as a group and write to Roderick O'Gorman. Thanks, Tara, and thanks for highlighting this issue again. Um, Yeah, so I um, wrote this letter and then disseminated to a number of other professionals who put their name to it. And the reason for that being, Tara, um, as I said, we work in the area of childhood trauma. We work in a service that specialises in working with children and individuals that have experienced childhood trauma. And what we noticed in reading the details of the redress scheme was the absence of really well-established research um, and knowledge and practice around the impact of early childhood trauma on development. So really, I felt compelled to respond in hopefully a helpful way um, and to invite and, and the Minister to engage with clinicians like ourselves um, and researchers in this area and to seek to bring that knowledge to the scheme. Um, because essentially what we know is that early trauma and the, the issues you've spoken about in terms of separation from caregiver um, has a long-lasting impact on, on a person's lifespan and on, on development. Um, and we wanted to highlight those issues in a really helpful and compassionate way and to bring that experience and to advocate also for those that have had experiences in mother and baby homes. So that was really the, the emphasis behind the letter. So talk to me then about the types of trauma, because a lot of people, I think, although they would have, you know, huge uh, empathy and sympathy for the people who who were born in these institutions or, or for many of the women who gave birth to their babies and were separated from them. They, you know, we've heard the stories, we've heard the testimony. They are utterly heartbreaking and the effects are very long lasting. But one of the areas um, of concern that you're worried about is is particularly in relation to these children who have no course to redress because they were there for under six months. What type of trauma could a and lasting trauma could a baby um, who was born and there for under six months actually have had? Explain that to us. Yes. 
So what we know, Tara, actually, is that early trauma has a disproportionate impact on development. So in other words, you know, the earlier something adverse happens to you, the more likely it is to have a longer lasting impact. And that, that narrative is really not well known in terms of public discourse. There's an impression that babies are somehow less affected. And actually the opposite is true. And the reason for that is that there's such a rapid period of brain development and growth at that time in a child's life. So as psychologists, we really pay attention to the not to four month developmental period in particular. Um, and we really highlight that as a really crucial period in a person's life and development. So later in life, children that have experienced disruption to their attachment systems, so in other words, they've been separated maybe from an attachment figure or mother in the mother and baby homes, for instance, in this case, who maybe have been exposed to multiple caregivers in an institution, um, some of whom were born, as we know, having health complications and having lots of individuals look after you rather than one person is associated with, with less than advantageous outcomes later in life. Um, and particularly if we think about brain development at this stage, these are the times when our sensory systems are really developing and growing, when, when our body is, is learning how to keep itself in check and balance. So we often see for people later in life that they have um, experiences in their bodies that remain. So trauma can be held in our bodies, not always in words and in stories. Um, so individuals later in life will often need intervention and support that's directly disseminated and come from those experiences earlier in their development. So there isn't, as I say, this narrative isn't well known and we really want to highlight that because it comes from really well-grounded and founded research and we have a wealth of clinicians and professionals in this country that work from that perspective. So we want to invite the Minister and anyone involved in this scheme to speak to people like ourselves that can really speak to those experiences and highlight them and to, to reform the scheme and, and essentially to look at including best practice research and guidelines. Now, when, um, you, when you mention, um, Sarah, when you mention things like the trauma can be held almost, the experience is held in our bodies, talk, yes. flesh that out a little bit for me. How? Yes, yes. So I'll give you some examples, Tara, for example. So some people would, would describe a sense of being unsettled in new environments. Um, for example, some people would experience sensory difficulties. So that might be really having a really strong reaction to, let's say, unexpected touch or um, just being a little bit more reactive or sensitive in their, in their bodies. And all of that stems from what happens in our brain development very early on in childhood. So it's really important to know what happens and the age and stage at which things happen for children. Because in doing so, then we can map out the likely experiences later. And what I would say is that for every person who has been in a, in a mother and baby home, it's, it's not about the quantum of time. It's not about how long somebody was there. It's about the unique impact. Everyone, if you like, will have a unique impact depending on the age and stage and depending on the experiences that they, that they have. Um, but to simply ignore um, a cohort of, of people that were there at a young age and is invalidating actually of those experiences and may silence or marginalise a small group or indeed in this case a large group of people that that have those experiences. I, for family reasons, sort of have a, a bit of an awareness of this. Um, and I, I, I remember a, a, a lawyer, in actual fact, who had dealt with 
a class action on behalf of women, not in Ireland, um, but had dealt with a class action on behalf of a group of women who had been in this type of an institution in, uh, in you know, in, in in New Zealand. So I'll just make that specific. But he explained yeah. to me that in many cases, it's the generation that come next that actually also suffer huge elements of trauma. So it's not necessarily even the, the, the child who was born in the institution. It can be their children. It can feed into their children. Yes. yes. And that's what we call the intergenerational impact of trauma. And you're absolutely right about that. So, so we do know that, that repair is possible. I mean, that is the hopeful message to get across. You know, repair is possible, but it does require bespoke interventions. And that's another piece we've highlighted in this letter, that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Everybody will need a slightly different and slightly bespoke response depending on their experiences and depending on the age and stage and the impact. So, um, And so but, you, yeah. you think the approach that the government is taking here, that Minister Roderick O'Gorman is taking here, of having almost like a, sc- a sliding scale, that it's just fundamentally wrong and should be ripped up and thrown away? What we're advocating for is that there is a revision in line with um, what is known about childhood trauma. And, and we're, we're really open and we want to be helpful in this instance. We want to really invite the minister to engage with, with ourselves, to engage with clinicians in this area. And there's been a huge response to this area from, from a professional point of view and indeed from survivors of um, mother and baby homes. It really does resonate with people working in this area. So we're really seeking to, to be, as I say, helpful and to invite the minister to engage and to understand that impact because otherwise as I say we run the risk of invalidating or ignoring the experiences of this cohort of people and and Sarah, um, f- final question have you had any interaction from the children's minister or any government officials yet at this stage um, I've had responses from some government ministers not from the minister himself um, so we're very open to, to hearing from him as I say and would be very keen to be helpful in this regard and hopefully to seek a revision of the scheme Okay, Dr. Sarah O'Byrne, uh, Principal Clinical Psychologist and CEO of Treehouse Practice. Thanks for joining us uh, to talk about that today. It's an interesting aspect and an angle on it. You know, we think about the the uh, the effects of, of people who maybe, and the women particularly, who've, of, who lived there for, for many months and many years. But uh, as Sarah explaining, even the brand newborn babies, zero to four months, the lack of having sort of a, one single caregiver um, has had impacts that uh, can last a lifetime. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.